The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not that of the GUI Media Network or associated brands and sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity, because clothing is a prison and society will not cage me. In a world with too many reboots and remakes, two men will stop it on nothing to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Geeks, and welcome to another little mini episode of Smack My Pitch Up Mashups. And uh, here with me, as always, is Tandy. I'm the butter for the potatoes, because they're mashups. Wow. I would be upset if I wasn't more jealous than upset about the fact that you came up with that joke before <laughs> I did. So <laughs> I'm here to make the people happy, and food makes us all happy. And if you are listening and have listened before, then you are partial to dad jokes because no one's going to hate dad jokes and listen to this, uh, this show more than once. Uh, let's be fair here. <laughs> but for those unfamiliar with you know, this, to be fair, we'll never tell you how old we actually are. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just, it's okay. Just rest assured. It's okay. It is fine. We are of the age bracket that this is acceptable. And, uh, for those unfamiliar with this version of the, of the short, episodes of smack my pitch up it is a relatively new experiment we're doing is taking the mashup from the main episode and giving it time to really breathe a little bit more so we're going to be mashing up uh the latest episode with uh other properties to see what might stick what doesn't and last episode we talked about the warriors the uh we are the warriors yeah it is a uh i guess the grittier not really american cousin to a clockwork orange uh is a little bit uh the 70s or west side story sure yeah yeah i'm just picturing and that's the first <laughs> mashup that i thought of with this is that there's this alternate world like everything's everything's multiverse right now in in pop culture so there's a multiverse where it's the clockwork orange world and the warriors world and they're part of the same world it's just different cultures uh version of the yeah the, the, like, well you know a world ruled by gangs y you could actually do that because both of them are n not quite right like the gangs seem to be way more powerful entities than they actually should be so yeah that that does kind of work and like significantly and i'm used to this in action movies i really am like the number of fast and furious movies where i'm like this is a whole city and you have like three cops is kind of ridiculous um, or all the cops show up together at the same time. There isn't, there's one <laughs> or the other. You have like maybe no cops or one cop or 300 cop cars. There's no in between. Yeah. But yeah, with the Warriors. Well, the, the situations where you get the 300 cop cars are the movies where the cops are intentionally like, uh, <laughs> they're not good at being cops. So you just, it just strengthen numbers. Just the, the blues brothers of it all. incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, all the cops following the car. Like did none of the cops think to like, maybe drive ahead, <laughs> like stop them <laughs> ahead of time. No. Okay, cool. We're just they're, following. They're, they're all in like the, 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 the banana in your tailpipe squad. They're just, they're all just like, 
and he, Axel Foley's foiled all of them at the same time. Well, I did like in Clockwork Orange where there's the moment where his former droogs are now police officers, and they're like, yeah, it's basically the same uh-huh. thing. And uh, it was a nice little jab at, at authority, but it's also kind of true in, in the circumstances of that film and, well, life. But there wasn't that same conversation happening in The Warriors, but you could see that I would love to have a moment where, like, Alec and his and his droogies go on vacation to, like, Rockway Beach or something. And they end up running into the Warriors or all the, the Baseball Furies or all the different Warrior movie gangs. Uh, would be pretty just fun. Ask them immediately what neighborhood they're from because they're wearing their droog costumes. Exactly, and their cod piece and pajamas or whatever the fuck. They start talking in that like fantasy Cockney or whatever they're doing from uh, Clockwork Orange, uh-huh. and the other gangs from New York are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> A little of the old wind out in the milk bars and the <laughs> warriors are like, "I I don't you know what you're." I thought I spoke you know, English, we... but. Our gangs are 60,000 strong and we have one gun between us. Somebody go get the gun. Somebody get the one gun. The one gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I want to see that version of West Side Story. Warriors versus Droogs. uh, One gun story, which actually does, I guess, technically fit in West Side Story. No, they used a knife. It was. Was it a gun? I don't remember. doesn't matter. Anyway. I think, uh, I believe that there was, so I haven't seen West Side Story in a long time. I didn't see the new one, but uh, when the lead murders that dude, that was that a gun or did they have a knife fight? I think. Thought he shot. No, I think he, there was a gun involved, but that's not what was used to, to shoot them at the, uh, in the warehouse fight scene or whatever. I think that was a knife. The gun was used later. Gotcha. To shoot to shoot dude that yeah the main dude the main you know the the maria was like ooh i want to i want to do this i want to do this guy (laughs) yeah you know so i I do want to see west side story but only because it's a spielberg film i I don't like musicals that much and i just uh, otherwise i have no interest in seeing that movie uh i saw it i and i do like musicals not all but yeah I, i do have an appreciation for them uh this movie west side story didn't really need to be made. It's beautiful. It's a very beautiful movie. It's choreographed incredibly well. Uh, the colors are vibrant. The chore- the choreography is incredible. Looks great. Um, the costuming is good. Singing's fine. You know, like everything's good. But there's nothing about it that like needed to be made. Like the old movie's fine. You don't. It's it's not a it's not uh, breaking any new ground. No, it just has a little bit of that uh, cinematic uh, Spielberg pixie dust on it. Um, that it, it's just beautifully shot, looks great, but it's not so much of an improvement it needed to be done. How's Ansel Elgort? He, it seemed like a weird choice to me. I had no idea that he could sing, and apparently, uh, yeah, he can. He can sing very well. He's uh, he's he did a great job. I feel like that's part of your formal acting training. Um, you know, not as many actors in the modern time have formal acting training, but if you get it, I feel like, you know, being able to sing, uh, passably at least is part of it. Cause that happens all the time where you get an actor or actress that's in a movie where they have a singing part and they've been in film for 20 years and not sung. And then suddenly they come out and have to sing a part and like, okay, cool. Uh, Rosario Dawson did that with Rent. Uh, Russell Crowe didn't do that. You know, also with, the uh, studio can get anybody a vocal coach. True. It's like it's like getting it's like getting beef nasty for your role. You're like, uh, 
you're a skinny dude. The, the studio can hire anybody to make you, you know, shredded. So they can definitely hire somebody to la- make you a passable singer. So what was Russell Crowe's excuse in Les Miserables? Because he was <laughs> terrible in that. It was bad. His ego told him he didn't need a vocal coach. Yeah, probably. He's like, but... it'd be more gritty. It'd be more gritty if I sounded like this. Right. <laughs> and I love, I think it was Ryan Reynolds or I want some likable actor that mentioned about getting ripped for a role. He's like, yeah, the trick is be rich. Like it's not, this isn't a complicated thing. Like have it money. Was, uh, Rob McEnany or, uh, the, the dude from it's always sunny. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's who he said. Yeah. That he said, yeah, it's not complicated. You get a personal trainer that like pushes you and you like have no say in the matter and then you'll get ripped. It's, yeah. Yeah. And there's and no pleasure and spend all your time dedicated to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then ta-da. Yeah. It's not complicated. <laughs> The rest of us are trying to have like a life and enjoy, I don't know, food and, you know, worldly delights. <laughs> and, no, because we're all going to die eventually anyway. You might as well have fun on the way. Yeah, absolutely. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be. I guess fun is something. Actually famous in any way, shape or form at any point in my life. I don't think so. I uh, might as well enjoy this cheeseburger. You know, that's. Yeah, well, you never know, but, you know, there, there's no there's no restrictions on being famous. You can be famous and be in any shape or look True. like anything. So that's not the biggest concern there. I'm, I'm in the, uh, but, the uh, tenacious D, uh, Jack black camp of <laughs> lovable, chubby, bearded man vibe. That's, uh, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. But when you're rich, you can get ripped at any time. That's true. That's true. And then it'll be that like Chris Pratt moment of like, he used to be chubby and now he's not. Oh my God. <laughs> with some people going, Oh, that's, that's a horrible betrayal. Yep. Can you, can you just wear the fat Thor outfit or <laughs> I, I love, yeah, there's a little bit of blowback for Thor losing weight, but to the credit of the, of the movie, uh, even from the trailer, it shows that they are actually showing him working off the weight. It's not like that magic transformation uh-huh. off screen thing. Um, so that's, that's appreciated. The only time that I can remember that the showing the working out didn't go over well was in the series Battlestar Galactica. Uh, but that's because the gate weight gain was like nonsense. Like it didn't, it was for no reason. It was a very weird choice that they were like, sort about the, the modern one, the modern one. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that or not. I haven't seen any of it. I know that Edward James almost is on it. And that is all that I have for the modern Battlestar Galactica. If, if you had about 200 other things to it, then you got the basic gist of the show, but yeah, no, and Ed, Ed, Edward James <laughs> almost is amazing in it. He's incredible. This doesn't spoil anything. Apollo, who's his son, uh, just gets fat. At one point, he's like, I guess I'm going to get fat. And so his character just gets fat and he's wearing a terrible fat suit. And then I don't know where they were planning on going with it, but I guess it just wasn't go- selling very well. So like the beginning of the next is season. It like, is it part of the narrative or just something that you're really, like, hey, I mean, this is what happens to people? Kind of. But yeah, but it's more of like, you know, that he's he's losing focus or whatever. I don't know that kind of thing. Like it's not really necessary at all. Like they could have portrayed that in so many other ways besides a really bad fat suit. Um, but then it just shows him like to get married and have kids or something or, uh, not quite, but there was I'm a family space pilot. Now <laughs> he was depressed cause he wasn't with the one he actually wanted to be with or something. And, and there was no, they weren't fighting robots at the moment. So he's like, I don't know what to do with my time. I guess I'll eat sandwiches. And then he just gained a bunch of weight. <laughs> and then the end of the season happens. Beginning of the next season, he it starts with him being like, 
somebody handing him a jump rope and be like, get your shit together, man. He's like, okay. And then shows him jumping rope. And then it's like three months later and it's him like without the fat suit on, just like putting his jump rope. Like, cool. After three months of jump roping, I'm back to my regular, regular look of not being fat. It was a great choice. It was great. Uh, great cinema there. <laughs> Wasn't uh, confusing, but... bewildering at all. So so back to the uh, the 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 mashups because your <laughs> your the the West Side Story mashup uh, got me thinking about something. I don't want to lose focus on that. Sure, sure. Which is um, the Warriors, and not too far removed time wise, uh, the gang from the community center uh, of Breaking and Breaking Two. So Turbo and Ozone and yes. Kelly and the gang. Yes. And, and so New York is transitioned into breakdance fighting and the warriors are trying to transition into this new way of being in New York city, trying to find their footing. But then somebody kills their new leader, but not literally. They just do like a Michael Jackson spin and like a, a sick moonwalk and totally destroys the leaders rep in the community. And the warriors have to train to get good enough at breakdancing to win the day who trains them turbo and ozone. Breaking three, the Warriors. That's incredible. I would watch the shit out of that. And I just want that moment where the Warriors are like so good that uh, the opposing side, somebody starts breakdancing up the ceiling as expected. Uh, and then yeah. one of the Warriors is like, oh, yeah. And then they start go dancing up the ceiling and it's like, a, oh, no, moment. Like they have like the, the magic kung fu moment of like, no, I've learned the five finger death punch as well moment i would love that yeah I, I just want to i believe in the beat montage <laughs> and somehow the warriors are saving the community center again i just yeah cool i'm into it but because it's a warriors movie somebody has to get stabbed at some point it may be the end or yeah yeah somebody right before they're about to like do the robot or something they like open their arm up to do the little swingy thing and they get stabbed in the side or somebody yeah. just puts a knife in their hand when they're doing the like TikTok clock arm thing and they, and they stab themselves in the side is perfect. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I believe in the, and then you get the audible retro record scratch on the soundtrack as they stab themselves in the beat. Oh, what, what else was I thinking? There's well, one of the other mashups that we mentioned. I think, I think we might've mentioned it on the show. Where we mentioned it in the recording. It got cut out, but uh, Batman 66. Yes. Because of the henchmen. Mm -hmm. Because of the uh, the the Gotham style uh, henchmen with their uh, cute little costumes, matching outfits, would slot nicely into the uh, the Warriors genre. So the Warriors road trip into Gotham City. I do think that was in the final edit, but yeah, um, that yeah, the Warriors becoming part of the Batman universe would be pretty incredible. Um, and just... <laughs> I would love it. Maybe they go to Gotham City to like try to like be the like Mister Zaz is looking for new henchmen, and the Warriors are like, "Oh, we we could hang with Mister Zaz. I, I like that." Yeah, and they roll up, but they're they might be a gang, they might be a street toughs, but they have like a moral center, so they're like not down with yeah. Victor Zaz. He does some stuff a little too too freaky deaky. So if Victor Zaz well, works with like the how about this, Mister Zaz is is like you know what. I like the cut of your jib warriors and I can take all of you except for Ajax. Cause Mr. Zaz is not down with rapists. Wow. So everybody can come <laughs> Ajax. I think I'm going to cut you up actually. And the rest of the warriors are like fair, fair That's enough. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So even, even Victor Zaz has like, dude, there's a line like you, <laughs> you, 
yeah, what's the the Guardians of the Galaxy thing? Is like I'm I might be an asshole, but I'm not 100 percent a dick. Like that's Victor's ass being like, <laughs> yeah. no man, like that's just not cool. I'm into that. I would love to see the Warriors as a roving gang and like anything where there's like other groups to fight, like the Avengers. Uh, or no, more the defenders, <laughs> the defenders. Let's do, oh. <laughs> let's do street level, um, fucking iron fist and, uh, daredevil and, uh, power man and, uh, got Jessica Jones and, and Jessica company Jones, yeah. Yeah. and Punisher rolling in and the warriors are like, no, that's not fair. He brought many guns. Like Punisher brought too many guns for the. We have knives. I don't. That was not part of the. I agreement. have this piece of window pane that broke when uh, I was looking for a weapon. I have a pipe. He's got an AK forty-seven. He's got five of them. Those are his little guns. Right. This is not fair. Is he? Is that a? Or how about the uh, the warriors? <laughs> the warriors show up in the Avengers movie, but it's their own movie. But it's it's on the uh, the day that the uh, Chitauri invaded, and it's the warriors trying to deal with the Chitauri invasion at Coney Island. That I make that a whole movie of just like a, some <laughs> yeah. locals, local street toughs uh, that are fighting the Chitauri on the beach would be at uh, Coney Island. Imagine just a sequence where like they end up fighting and end up falling into like the, the tilt a whirl or something. And they're just <laughs> fighting with Chitauri in the chill tilt a whirl or the, the fucking, uh, or the background, the roller coaster goes by and there's like a warrior and a Chitauri on the standing up on the coaster, like stabbing at each other. Marvel, you need to be listening to this show because <laughs> these are clearly dumb ideas, but everyone would go see it. Everyone would go see these terrible well, ideas. You know, the plus is that yes, Marvel needs more. Because their world is big enough now that they can do more stuff about what happens at the street level. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had some of that as far as, like, what's happening in the background while this other bigger stuff is going on. Sure, yeah. yeah. But I think that would be a lot of fun. Like, um, something that they tried to do with, uh, was that TV show Damage Control? Where, yep. Like, uh, that, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, well, because Damage it... Control is uh, is actually Marvel. What's the 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 DC version of that? Oh, uh, they had a TV show. for that. Yeah, it was the DC version of it. it had Alan Tudyk and Vanessa Hudgens uh, in it. It wasn't damage. Yeah, control. maybe that is damage control. But I thought that was Marvel. But it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And one of them was Bruce Wayne's cousin. But it was about what happens, you know, in the universe outside of what specifically Batman is doing or what specifically Superman is doing. And we get I've, to find out what happens to the Warriors while Batman and Superman are doing their thing up in the sky. And I, I love that. I don't think it was called uh, Powerless was the name of the series. I'm, I'm, is that what it is? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. And uh, Collateral Damage is the name of the company. Oh, no. No, that's yeah, not. Same concept, though, but yeah. Not coll Collateral Damage. I'm not seeing it. Anyway, but yeah, same concept, basically. is uh, It was a gag. I think on both accounts, uh, I forget which company did it first, but they were basically playing off of each other as this, like, cleanup crew that was responsible for, like, Yeah, because it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean... Costume heroes do make a big mess, especially in the boys' universe. But that's a different, uh, different topic. <laughs> it's a bloody mess. It's it's different than uh, the the bricks falling and magically not hitting anybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with the boys, I would love to see just the one panel that the warriors would be in as just a gag of, <laughs> of the comics, where right before their heads are exploded. Exactly, they show up and they're in their outfits and they're like, "Yeah, let's rumble," and then they're just missing their heads in the next panel with blood splattering everywhere and like a train standing there just like filing his nails or something would be a treat really. Yeah. And, and that could hold true for 
almost anybody, any member of the Warriors could just even uh, even the uh, the 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 ocean guy could <laughs> do that to the Warriors, and that would be even more fun. The deep swimmy Magoo, yeah, swimmy Magoo. <laughs> what made the Warriors so interesting as a series wasn't the fact that they they uh, were good at fighting. Um, they they were better than a lot of the gangs they end up running across, but just by happenstance. They were better than everybody. It was ridiculous. Like yeah. in those fights, I'm like, this is like, what, what, why are you guys so tough in this situation? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense for you to be tough in these situations. And also, why did you bring Tagger dude with you on this, on this mission? Because he's not helping. He's not helping. And also, why are there only nine of you when these other street gangs seem to have an unlimited supply? Of dudes, right. and there's nine of you. It's like 20, 30 dudes coming after you, and you're like, yeah, we're good. We're fine. We're the we're the warriors. We're the warriors. We like to come out and play. We rumble. We were taught by Arthur Fonzarelli the best. Wish that there was a like the crow moment where the, where the cure is playing and he's putting on his face makeup. Uh, I wish there was that moment for the baseball <laughs> furies where like before they come out <laughs> and like put on their roller skates and get their baseball bats and like are ready to rumble, that it's just them. Like maybe put me in coach playing in the background. <laughs> and as they're like, no, no, instead of uh, like nineties music, their background music is kiss. Yes. They're playing some kiss in the background. That's, that's perfect. Yes. Yeah, some kiss playing in the background is black diamond is blasting from the uh, speakers <laughs> as dude is just like covering his face in white makeup, getting ready to be a, a badass gang member as you do. Um, <laughs> looking like a baseball mime. Yeah. I, I would, I want that. I would love it. I would love it. That would be a a load of fun. I'm trying to think about like TV mashups because uh, as I'm remembering, I don't remember too many street gang shows or coalitions of, of youths uh, from TV shows in that manner. I'd be interested to see a crossover with boardwalk empire. I know that's about Jersey, but uh, if they're trying to expand their operations to Coney. Some some time traveling the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. The, the Warriors were were uh <laughs> Yeah, or maybe just like this is decades later that the like the children of whoever, you know, are now in, in operation are trying to move into Coney to get into the carnival game and uh and the Warriors don't like their turf being stepped on or something would be Actually, I'm thinking about time specific stuff now. I'm like all caught up. I'm thinking like the Warriors versus Hunter. If you don't remember who Hunter was, Hunter was basically made for TV Dirty Harry. So Fred Dreyer was Hunter. He's an ex football player. They were like, oh, we want a Dirty Harry style TV show. So they got Fred Dreyer to play Hunter, who is basically Dirty Harry. He carries a big ass gun. He kills people sometimes, as TV cops in the 80s did. But uh, yeah, the Warriors versus Hunter. The Warriors versus all of the uh, the the street vigilantes of the '80s. So the Warriors versus Knight Rider. Mm-hmm. The Warriors versus Street Hawk, which is Knight Rider on a motorcycle. The Warriors versus Blue Thunder, which is Knight Rider in a helicopter. Yep. A- and Airwolf, Knight Rider in a helicopter. <laughs> Got to do A Team as well. That they and A Team. That's a team. Yes. A Team would be fucking Except perfect. The, the, the Warriors call the A Team in for help. Well, that, that's what the switcheroo is, is that they come in and they think that they're actually going to be fighting the warriors, but then they find out that they're on the same side and they work together to take out the real guy. Who's like a, a fucking oil baron or some shit that is like, <laughs> I can't wait to see the mousetrap montage at the end where the warriors are helping the A team put together their, their goofy little trap to get the, uh, the oil barons henchmen. You, 
Just could be awesome. Need one moment where one of the warriors is playing with like three glass bottles on his fingers and he's clanking them together, just not <laughs> helping. And then one of the A team just comes over and just snatches him off his fingers, like, dude. And then uses them as, I don't know, like glass bullets or something. I don't know. And <laughs> and then as 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 BA Baracus walks away, the warrior does that uh petulant arm cross and look at the side look at him. Oh, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> I just want that moment at the end when they win is that they look at each other like arms crossed, but then they give that like knowing nod, like, okay, you pass muster. Like you guys are, you guys are chill <laughs> at the very end of it. Man, whatever happened to terrible montages, terrible, goofy ass montages. They are stuff getting done so we could get to the end. They went out of style and the montages are some of the best moments in a certain generational television uh, for sure. You know what the last great montage was? It was the uh, the building of the uh, the the time machine, the wrist time machines in Endgame. Remember when Hulk gave like Ant Man like tacos and oh right, he was right, doing stuff. No, the tacos it's a fun montage. The tacos were push up my glasses. Uh, the tacos were when Hulk was going on to the Milano to go to a new. Oh, they were going to go get Thor. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. There was another montage recently that. Probably in like Fast and the Furious Ten or something. Let's build this rocket car, right? Let's get this Fiat into space. <laughs> <laughs> you see, everybody's like doing stuff to help, except for Tyrese. Tyrese, there's montage music in the background. You can't hear him talking shit, but he's just talking shit the whole time. See, I don't, I don't even want to talk shit on Tyrese in, in those movies because, like, I want his gig. I want to be the guy that just bitches about everything and doesn't do anything and is ineffective. Throughout all the movies, doesn't do anything to help, uh, but somehow just keeps getting invited to these little like crimes. <laughs> like, let's bring the yeah. guy that doesn't do anything and just talk shit the whole time. Yeah, yeah, we gotta have him too. It's great. Well, we we feel bad for Tyrese. Just he can come. He can come. <laughs> it's no fun unless there's somebody bitching. So might as well. Because <laughs> somehow that's supposed to be entertaining, I guess, or whatever. In the meantime, you've got Ludacris, who's like a street racer turned like math professor, like Reed Richards. Yeah. Turned exactly him into Reed Richards. Right. <laughs> like, like Kung Fu expert Reed Richards. I want to see the warriors in the fast and furious movies just to see what their cars would look like What the, because part of me thinks it'd be like post-apocalyptic looking, but other parts of me think it's just going to be closer to the, like the car and condor man, where it's just going to have fringe everywhere and like orange and brown. Colors. There was a car in Condor Man. Yeah, he had a Condor car. Yeah. Uh, he had. He, wow. If I remember correctly, it was like it looked like it was like a truck, like a like a big like delivery truck. Um, but no, 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 my friend, there was a hidden like fucking Porsche or something that had like Condor wing uh, feathers all over it. <laughs> was it was it like the Dumb and Dumber dog truck or kind of, but like a Ferrari and feathers. A super underrated uh, Disney classic there, Condor Man. So I have never seen Condor Man all the way through, but it was something that would play on um, like Saturday afternoon TV from time to time. So I've seen clips from it. I I never knew if it was something I should try to catch or not. uh, The premise kind of strained even my youthful credulity. Uh, I'd say that it's worth your time if you say have a couple friends and maybe a couple beverages or other inebriates available to you, then it might be a fun time to uh, sit through and enjoy. 
Uh, that's definitely like a beautiful disasters type of uh, vibe there, but uh, it's not something that you watch. So if I had the time, would it would I choose Condor Man or would I want to watch back episodes of Mighty Isis? Oof. Uh, I think actually the the choice is Cleopatra twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> if if you are familiar at all. Uh, yeah, Cle- Cleopatra twenty twenty. I think is from my time though. I believe that's a show from like my time of watching television. Yes, yes. As opposed to like before. So that was uh, before was, like before nineties, right? Yeah, that was uh, like late nineties. That was before Gina Torres joined the Firefly crew. She was on Cleopatra yeah. twenty twenty, and. Uh, yeah, that's a nice upgrade upgrade for her, I think, very much. Uh, that mo- that show sucked. <laughs> um, and then you get to be in the Matrix, so yeah, yeah, it's fair like enough. A, a nice. Well, I mean, when you're married to Morpheus, uh, yeah, you, he can make that shit happen. So, <laughs> um, I think we're, he makes stuff happen. He yeah. does. He does. Uh, we are at the tail end of our episode here, so we did not. Uh, we, I, I don't know. We laid some some golden eggs here for Disney. I think uh, we, for some. Mash-ups. I feel like we did. I feel like we did some pretty awesome mashups for. Uh, uh, if you go back and listen to the episode, kids, we had some um, not really trouble with the Warriors because it ended up being a really decent episode, but uh, it was a lot of work. It was to get there. A lot of consideration went into that one, but I think what's worse is that as much work as the main episode was. Uh, your idea of inc- incorporating Breakin and Breakin Two into the Warriors is like clearly the best choice out of everything that we've discussed <laughs> regarding the Warriors, and the fact that it was just an aside uh, makes everything else feel like <laughs> sad and weak. That's where the best <laughs> stuff comes from. That's when that's where serendipity comes from. Yeah, I want to see that Breakdancing Warriors movie. But uh, if you have some ideas on what you want to see mashed up with the Warriors, we want to hear it. We want to hear. What we missed that you think would be a good combo platter here. Um, also, if you want to give us suggestions for future episodes of Smack My Pitch Up, we're always interested in uh, hearing what you want to see destroyed by our terrible, demented brains. And uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all those things you do to podcasts. Make sure you do them for us um, on Apple or Stitcher, or wherever you get your shows. And uh, make sure to tell your friends. Favorite places. Yeah. And... Share that information with your friends on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Maybe we'll get an Instagram when I have the energy to add another social media (laughs) application to my laundry list that I have currently. Um, I swear, I've more... Yeah, as always, hit us up on the Twitter page and, like, uh, talk to us. Talk at us. Yeah. We like like to engage. We do. We want to talk to you. We want to hear what you have to say, even if it's terrible. I will tell you you're wrong, but uh, but we want to hear it. <laughs> so until next time, thank you so much, Dondi, for um, your incredible choices for this mashup here. It's my pleasure. Uh, and we'll find you next time for another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I'm Mike the Hobbit. And I'm Tondi. You, you mashed the... We believe in the beat. <laughs> we believe in the way we feel. GUIPodcast.com a little the old wind out in the milk bars and the <laughs> Mike the Hobbit here Lowdown Brown inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends and a little nerd culture we get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes but 
It is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. Hey guys, Scotty P here with Smash on your left. And we are the Geek Fathers. That's right, bringing all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So welcome to our world. And as always, join us or cry. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world of blockbuster movies, there is another dimension. The dimension of schlock cinema. Join us at Beautiful Disasters on a journey into the fringe territory of B-movie abandon. We review the flicks that are forgotten or underappreciated to give them a proper place in the annals of celluloid history. I'm the Groots. F.U. Hunter. Your guides at Beautiful Disasters. Come along with us for a fun ride. May, May the, the schlock be with you. you.